Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Linda blinked, and here we have Rocky Flintstone Unleashed, Eblinker's Saturday, Episode 14. Hey guys, welcome to another issue of Eblinker's Saturday. Hope you've all had a wonderful week and that you're all relaxed for this Saturday morning podcast. I certainly am. So, as you know, over the next few minutes, I'll dive into various reviews and comments about everything Belinda Blint and Rocky Flintstone, never forgetting MDWAP, and in doing so, giving you some of my own views on what's been said, or not said. We'll have a look at my books, my merch, podcast reviews, and of course the latest of your wonderful Reddit comments. Please feel free to comment whenever I go over the top when you're concerned. Okay, so let's start with Twitter, formerly known as X. Or have I got that the wrong way around? And by the way, guys, you can now get me on Blue Sky, same handle at Flintstone Rocky. Gotta keep up with the times, you know. Avoidant Attachment Barbie tweets. I dedicate this tweet to Delicious Tacos and Flintstone Rocky, quoting, like they're applying to La Nutamerican. Isn't hoardiness the defining trait that unites all writers? Don't people become writers so they have more time to a scintillating thought? I leave it there. Okay, here's what's been on Reddit. British references by Rob W. 1977. A lot of the references in the podcast are pretty British. Are there any of you who didn't get them the first time around? Are there any that you still don't get, even after multiple listens? Dundor Rampant says, I was baffled by Tombola. 
great word baffled, by Tombola for most of an episode. Hey, digital ads? Yeah, I mean it was mostly apparent through context clues, but I still googled it, laughing out loud. Beck's 1832 ads. I remember reading that Tombola is one of the top three English words people from outside the UK don't know the meaning of. The equivalent in American English is tilapia or something. Well, guys, I when I was writing um, the first uh, book, I never thought in the world's greatness that it would be an international something to read or laugh at. But here you go. If I'd known, I'd have made it into a raffle. But never mind. I love a tobola. Here we go. Anyway, the purple pumpkin says tilapia like the fish. Beck's 1832 replies, yes, as in. They're both common in British and American English, respectively, but if you aren't from America, you probably don't know what a tilapia is. I only know because of Stardew Valley, laughing out loud. The Purple Pumpkin adds, I didn't know that. I'm American, so that's really interesting to me. There were a lot of words and phrases I had to figure out because they were regional during the podcast, laughing out loud. Iteran adds, I only knew that because it's the same in German. <laughs> See them fly too adds, I am a British person, but if you are not from the UK or Ireland, the Panto episode must be weird as F. DK San adds, I saw my first Panto this Christmas. Everything in that Christmas episode suddenly made sense. And the cues that Alice and James do in the episode prepared me. See them fly two ads. That's great. Pantos are so formulaic that everyone in the UK just knows how they go and what to say. That's because we've all been watching them from the age of three upwards. It's a fantastic British tradition for Christmas and the New Year. Lulu the Leopard adds, I love watching Peter Pan goes wrong every year, but the, oh no it isn't, oh yes it is, always flew over my head until I listened to Belinda's Panto. See them fly too, adds, yeah, that's one of the script bits that the audience just know to join in on. Other bits including booing, hissing, saying, oh, and shouting, he's behind you, when a villain is standing behind the hero. Puzzle-headed ad 138 states, yes, I'm American and still don't understand the panto at all. Very confusing, so I just skip it. I just have no point of reference. See them fly two ads. If you want a flavour of a panto, Look up the ITV Cinderella Panto on YouTube. It's free and will give you a gist of what it's like. And it's actually a great panto and is pretty funny. There's a script to a panto that you just know as a British person because there's a lot of audience participation. That must be hard to wrap your head around if you weren't taken to see one from the age of five. Puzzle-headed ad 138 adds... Thank you. I am fond of everything British and enjoy learning more. I'm bringing my large family of six to the United Kingdom in a few months, and we are looking forward to enjoying the culture. Good for you, Puzzleheaded Ad 138. And if you have any questions, just ask. We're a very friendly people. See them fly two ads. Nice. I hope you enjoy. Expensive success 475 ads. Yep. 
MDWAP was the first time I ever heard of a panto, an American here. Maleficent Public Eleven No, because I am a British 90s child, there is also quite a bit of 90s referencing, probably more than any other period. Rob1977 comes back and says, I should have said I'm a Brit too, so a lot of their stuff resonated well with me. I'm a smidge older than you, though, laughing out loud. Now, the word smidge means just a tiny bit in inverted commas, which means lots of years older. Okay, guys? Lit Diddy added, I'm a 1977 too. Ah, he spotted Rob W. 1977's handle, and he reckons 1977 is Rob W.'s birthday date. Ah, could be. Anyway, he goes on. I'm a 1977 too, and I'm an, an American. Forgive me. And I found the tambola thing fascinating. I don't think that's a thing here. Did he must for two X adds, at much of the day, rather M-O-T, and D of E were ones I had to look up. The context clues are there, but I had to know for sure. Now, D of E means for me the Duke of Edinburgh's award which he gave to children who went out and did something rather difficult like trekking for five days in the forests of Great Britain. MOT, of course, is our football soccer match of the day programme. Tony Beef adds, grew up in America, have done about four or five listens since about season four-ish. I like the ish, Tony Beef. Jamie, Alice and James do a great job of explaining any local references if they're important, or at least not lingering on any if they're not crucial to the commentary or humour. Even some of the usual suspects, like Jumper, I thought were very easy to understand to anyone who's ever read or watched at least a few modern UK works. That said, even with their explanations, here are some I had to look up out of curiosity. Tombola, malt loaves, Cluedo, called Clu in the US, but still made by Waddington's. De coupage, I know it's not British in origin, but it's incredibly rare to hear this word in the US, and also in the UK, to be quite honest. Aston DB44, just for reference, decoupage is extremely rare here too. That's why it's so hilarious. Thank you, Aston DB44, for um, verifying my comment. Spicy Jim, what a great name. I seem to recall that there was a bit of a decoupage fad in the UK at some point in the early 2000s. I think only people of a fairly specific age range would be instantly familiar with it. We all eat malt loaf at least three to four times a day, though. I have to say it to you, ha ha ha, on that one, because it's a bit of a niche marketplace, but totally delicious as we get into it in a few minutes. Puzzle-headed ad 138 ads, I have listened through this podcast at least a dozen times, and malt loaf has clearly escaped my notice. I had to Google it. I've never heard of this. I'm headed to the UK in four months with my four teenagers. Do I just buy this at the local grocery store? Yes, it's readily available. And as SP25049 adds, yup, the most common brand is Soreen, spelt S-O-R-E-E-N, in a gaudy yellow-covered package. Usually, here he is, usually in a yellow packet in the bread bakery aisle. It's a chewy, sweet, malty, obviously, fruit loaf. 
have it sliced with butter, toasting optional. Haven't eaten it regularly in years, but it was a top-tier after-school snack. And believe you me, it is absolutely gorgeous with that beautiful British butter smeared all over it. Generously. Spicy Jim comes back, generally served with a surprising amount of butter spread on top, about twice as much as seems sensible. Thank you, Spicy Jim. Great stuff. SP25049. This guy malt loaves. Hydraulico Zero, as is correct. Puzzle-headed ad 138 adds, I only knew about decoupage because I worked for an arts and crafts store in 2000 as a young adult. I was mystified by the middle-aged woman buying art pictures to glue onto furniture and decor. To think that is Belinda's hobby made me laugh as hard as James. Smiling face. Nutrition dominatrix, hi, welcome back. As an American who loves British content, there are so many things I don't get the first time round, and many that still confuse me. Some are references to things, places, TV shows, food, different accents, and some are just the difference in what words mean, such as dessert means pudding. But what do Brits call pudding? We call pudding dessert. <laughs> or that a pantomime isn't silent. Pantomime. Very good. I find it amusing. Maleficent Public 11 adds, The specific dish that Americans call pudding, we just don't eat. I think the closest thing is chocolate custard. Cat Friends adds, I've always imagined pudding as similar to Angel Delight, but that's just from seeing it on telly. Few Abalone 5618 adds, Pudding for the British, I think just means dessert. Quite correct. Pudding for Aussies is a specific dessert that's like a cake baked with a sauce over the top. Cat Friends adds, yes, it does. We're guessing what British pudding is, most similar to American pudding. My guess was an Angel Delight sort of thing. When I was a kid, I had Angel Delight and just loved it. But it's not a traditional pudding, it's a very light dessert. Are you confused? <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Few Abalone 5618 ads. Or maybe like one of those snack pack things. Magnificent Public 11 ads. I get what you mean, but surely you can't whip Angel Delight into a shelf-stable state. The mind honestly boggles. Complete aside, but Americans eating applesauce freaks me out completely. Nutrition Dominatrix, I don't really blame you for not eating it. 
the pink dread. A pudding can be a type of dessert as well as another word for dessert. Nuggets of chicken adds some products like schlor, malt loaf and vianetta I had to Google to make sure I was following along with the bit, but I was able to understand pretty quickly. There's some rocky silliness that I think is much funnier if you understand the cultural weirdness of it, like referencing dinner ladies or calling the O2 the Millennium Dome building. I will say there's some grammar and pronunciation in the books that I'd raise an eyebrow at sometimes and then brush it off and chalk it up to being a British way of saying things, but then I'd feel relieved as soon as someone on the podcast would make fun of it and I realised it read as equally poorly written to them as well. Expensive Success 475 pops in and says, We had Vianetta in the US as well. I distinctly remember seeing the commercials as a kid and thinking it looked very fancy. It is very fancy. Beautiful, wavy ice cream. Rep the Plant Dog 420 adds, Only thing I still don't understand what they're saying is when Spooner goes to the Carsey. Carsey? To drop the kids off or something. Anyone know what it means? Rob W1977 says, Dropping the kids off at the pool means taking a dump. Smiling face. Sir Earl Jeffries, welcome, sir. So does dropping the bronze off at the Super Bowl. That's a very good one. <laughs> Rob, W1977 adds, Carsey is the toilet. See them fly too, said, it's the toilet. No idea how you spell it because I've only ever heard people say it. Now, last week you may remember I mentioned that wonderful film series, Carry On Up the Khyber. Well, that's where the word Carsey is mentioned as well, and they do make a lot of fun of it. Carry On Up the Carsey, perhaps not the Khyber. Okay, FJA203, it's from Kamikaze, so I guess Kazi doesn't feel right, does it? Edit, looks like I'm talking out of my arse on this one. Just looked it up. Kazi, also spelt Karsi, Karsi or Kersi, is derived from the low cockney word Karsi, meaning a privy, toilet. It has its roots in the 19th century, but gained popular usage during the 20th century. Some lexicographers, a person who compiles dictionaries, suggest that Kazi could have come from the Italian word casa, which means house. Others think that Kazi could be derived from Swahili, Mikazi, meaning latrine, in this African language. See them fly too, adds, no, it doesn't. It's one of those words that just doesn't seem to exist, written down. Science Teacher 91 brings their point of view by saying, American here, love British shows. The ones I'm remembering right away, looking up or learning later on, were flannel, brackets, towel, hundreds and thousands, brackets, sprinkles slash jimmies, and zone one, referencing the tube fair areas. And in London, the tube goes up to zone five, I believe. Never get that far out myself. Puzzle-headed ad 138 adds, I literally thought the bottom flannel meant Jamie was wiping his face with a piece of flannel fabric. Grungeware. Flannel means regular towel? Yes, it does. And knowledge is 
Porridge, adds, a flannel is a washcloth, often made from a similar material to an actual towel. D.K. San adds, the longer I've lived in the UK, the more references I've gotten. Blue Comanche says, same. It was actually really helpful leading up to my move to London, laughing out loud. D.K. San comes back and says, I finally got the Gladiators reference from the Belgium episode, thanks to the new recent BBC revival of the show. I've heard no stink, no pink in club bathrooms, and the whole person with sweets are rampant here. And Jamie does in fact live in a boogie area. I spotted him in my local park in my very expensive to rent area. <laughs> Puzzle-headed ad 138 says, he does have a full house after all. Well, actually, it's only half a full house because he's connected to another set of owners. It's still very nice, honestly. Trippy Hop. I'm American, but I went to school in the UK for a few years, so luckily most of the references I got, which the big exception being old references like Dinner Ladies or Jenny Powell. Carol Enamum adds, laughing out loud, I am American but married to a Brit and used to live in the UK. Occasionally I couldn't understand a reference, but not often. However, I regularly had the thought that non-Brits would not get a lot of the references. Hey, digital ads, probably less British and more because I'm a healthcare person and not a business person. But every time they call someone an MD, my first thought is doctor. Ramsey Street adds, to be fair, that's also a British thing, as we'd never refer to a doctor as MD. Puzzle-headed ad 138 says, same. What does MD mean in British terms then? I'm a nurse and MD means doctor to me. Knowledge is porridge adds, managing director, MD of a business. Elokai says a managing director is broadly the UK equivalent of a CEO. Katashi, welcome back. I had no idea what a flannel was at first. I only heard that term in reference to a flannel shirt. Jail Man of Oz, hi Jail. Some TV channels here in Australia pretty much have British TV shows on an endless loop. So I got many of the less obscure references. I wasn't sure what a tombola was, though we call it a raffle here in Oz. At first I thought they were talking about a tom border, a large marble. Well, guys, I'll leave that with you, but what a fantastic set of uh, comments. Let's have a look at the iTunes reviews. Go to GB first. Skynet V13. Milk for all it's worth. One star. This started out being very funny. A nice gem uncovered during lockdown. But, as the series got on around season five, it felt forced and overdone. The introduction of live shows and constant advertising sent a niche podcast into a product to milk money. The best TV shows and podcasts are short-lived. This is stale, and like The Simpsons, has gone on too long. <laughs> Okay, let's pop across to the United States. Five stars, Canadian 34, saying, Best porn ever. There's nothing that brings more joy than the adventures of the Glee team. Impatiently awaiting more bad grammar, incorrect anatomy, and Belinda praying to the Norse gods. With several emojis following. In Australia, we've got Tara Ralu, who says, Why did I need to wait till now? I had this saved in my podcast collection to listen to one day. 
since 2019, and I started about a week ago, and I have 80 episodes left. Can you see, in my words, how this is a must-listen-to? If you love a sitcom or spoof comedy, this has your name all over it. I don't understand why they ever stopped recording, and why did Rocky stop writing? Okay, can't forget about my Amazon reviews. Lockdown 69, Mr. Michael T. George. Five out of five stars for all the My Dad Wrote a Porno fans. My Dad Wrote a Porno got me through COVID lockdown. Never before, at a time I felt so lonely and anxious, have I laughed so much. It became habit, morning walk, listening to the podcast. And after the fifth consecutive listen, I was still laughing. Lockdown 69 is the perfect accompaniment, a little extra slice of Belinda to bring bedtime laughs. A must-read for all those belinkers. And of course, guys, it's on my uh, podcast, Rocky Flintstone Unleashed, as you well know. Let's look at Etsy and see what's happening with the merch. Five out of five stars. Rocky signed with your personalised message. Belinda Blink won hardback book. Annotated version with free worldwide shipping. Fantastic item. Speedy shipping. Got it to me for Valentine's Day, which was amazing. And this is from Birds and Cherries, who has a beautiful tattoo of a bird carrying away some cherries. Thank you, Birds and Cherries. Wonderful. So, as you can see, it's been another interesting few days. Let's pick my poop of the week. So, Rocky's poop of the week is going to be Skynet TV 13. For your honesty in reviewing us and telling the world that the best TV shows and podcasts are short-lived. This is stale, and like The Simpsons, has gone on too long. Do you think? And now, the blinker of the week who is... Rob W. 1977. And the reason why is because of his wonderful Reddit theme regarding British references. I, too, have learnt so much from this subject, like the word tilapia, a fish which I have eaten in a Brazilian beach restaurant. It's not as good as cioba. My highly advanced wine-tasting senses detected a slightly muddy taste because tilapia lives in brackish water. And, of course, the cioba to us is the red snapper. But still very satisfying. So, Rob1977, email me for your complimentary birthday recording and thank you. Well, that's all today from myself at Rocky's Pavilion. Feel free to email me, contact me on Twitter or on Reddit or at my Etsy store. So, ciao until next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.